I had to expel a student from college the other day after he punched another student who had made some rude remarks about his sister. Nothing like this has ever happened at the college before and we were all upset by the incident, not least the young man and his family. In other respects he was a good student and he was sorry that he'd behaved badly so it grieved me to punish him. I felt that I had to, firstly for his own education, so that he would understand that such behaviour will not be tolerated in a civilised community, and secondly, so that other students would know that too. Tolerance is one of the key ideas of humanism, and humanists set great store by it. This is partly because we want to be tolerated. In intolerant regimes, anyone who does not subscribe to the official line is liable to be persecuted, and humanists are often discriminated against where intolerant religious people have power. Since we want to be tolerated, it follows from the golden rule that we in turn should show tolerance towards others. This is part of the ethical basis of humanism. For humanists, concepts like tolerance, acceptance, openness, questioning do not mean a woolly acceptance of bad behaviour. To live by these ideas is not easy. It requires a constant struggle and, harder still, constant thought. There are necessary limits to tolerance. In particular, intolerance in the form of oppression cannot itself be tolerated. Some behaviour is simply intolerable. The constant problem is deciding where to draw the line. The genocidal massacre in Rwanda and Bosnia are very clear examples. The men responsible for such crimes, often on both sides, should of course be identified and punished. The violence and threats of violence which accompanied the publication of Salman Rushdie's novel, The Satanic Verses, are a smaller scale example of a failure of tolerance leading to unacceptable behaviour. Of course, for Muslims, the book itself is quite unacceptable, a contemptible work which should not have been written. But the best response to it would have been to ignore it, leaving it very little known and incidentally following a well-established Islamic tradition of tolerance. The assassination of Yitzhak Rabin is a recent single example of the failure of tolerance. If those who are unable to win an argument allow their fanaticism to overcome normal human feelings, then we see this type of resort to violence. Sadly, this is all too common. Most people from all backgrounds feel goodwill towards others and are therefore inclined to tolerance, though we all fall short from time to time when angry or upset. Intolerance is, however, much more dangerous when it becomes systematic. It is when hate for some group comes to seem normal that the worst atrocities may follow. Sadly, too many leaders are prepared to undermine our goodwill for their own ends, and we all need to be on our guard. If you are asked to hate someone or some group today, ask yourself why. Humanists believe that no person, and certainly no group of people, is wholly bad, even when they have behaved badly. So we should tolerate ethnic and cultural differences. We should tolerate differences of opinion, even when we find the other person's views repugnant. But we should not tolerate certain kinds of behaviour, especially behaviour which introduces or escalates violence as an alternative to finding a mutually tolerant accommodation. This introduction of violence is what links all my examples together. It is also why I had to punish the student I mentioned at the beginning, who wasn't very bad, but who responded with his fists when he should have used his tongue. When violence replaces tolerance, the consequences can be truly dreadful, as we have seen over and over again, especially in this century. As individuals, as groups, and as the whole of humanity, we all need to learn, relearn, 
and constantly practice our tolerance.